It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. I'm your host for today, Kyle Sirik, joined by two of the usual suspects. We got Jake Galley. We got Stat Matt. No James Jackson today, but hold up. We weren't going to leave that seat empty now, were we, Jake? We had, to bring, we had to bring someone in, one of our favorite guests, making his third third, yeah. third appearance on the podcast. This is our, go- our boy, Matt Valdivinos, MV Scouting on Twitter, Matt. We're happy to have you here, man. How you feeling? I'm excited to be here. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. I'm glad to, you know, talk ball, be with the boys. It's a good time. All right, Matt. Before we get started, like we always do, we want to give you a second. Educate the listeners. Who are you? I am Matt Valdivino's drip connoisseur, cloud chaser extraordinaire. Uh, please go follow me on Twitter at MV Scouting. That's where you'll find everything. Great follow. Uh, any content I make, we like to get into a little bit of banter. I promise it's a good time. Um, just, you know, hit me up and we'll, we'll talk ball. And he knows his stuff, too. Now, if you do follow him on Twitter, what you'll see is this man lets the letter rip sometimes. This man likes to tell you what he thinks right to the point. And a couple other guys told us what they thought this week with Speaking Facts. Of course, Speaking Facts, we bring the quotes from the whole sports landscape. And we just go around the table and say, was this person spitting the truth or they got to go on this one? We're going to start with my man, Jimmy Johnson, on Fox NFL Sunday. He said, if I was drafting in the NFL today, out of all of the players, my number one pick would be Justin Herbert over Mahomes. So is Jimmy Johnson, we'll start with you, Matt V. Is Jimmy Johnson speaking facts that Justin Herbert should be the number one overall pick if the league were to be redrafted? I'm a huge Justin Herbert guy, been a fan, but he is not speaking facts. Pat Mahomes is the 1.01, any draft. Um, he's the best player in the league. He's the, he's the best quarterback in the league at the very minimum, second best player in the league. Second minute, he's a superhero playing quarterback. I love Justin Herbert. I love what he's doing. He's not doing it with what Pat Mahomes is doing it with. The Chargers team's a lot better uh, playing right now than than the Chiefs have been. So, yeah, give me Pat. Give me Pat still. Jake, let, let me tell you what. There are two things I respect my elders. You know, old people, <laughs> they're wise. They have a lot of knowledge. There are two things you should never take their advice on. Number one, cryptocurrency. If someone <laughs> with gray hair ever tells you anything about cryptocurrency, ignore them. <laughs> Number two is NFL offenses. You look around Brandon Staley, you've got uh, Sean McVay, yep. you've got Kyle Shanahan. These are the guys who are pushing the NFL forward. Um, I also think Jimmy Johnson may be suffering from some vicious recency bias going on here. So yeah, for all those reasons, he's not speaking facts. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to hate on Jimmy too much. He does a good job. Stat Matt? It's, it's, it's asinine. <laughs> like, it's not – it's – it would be like in 2009 saying that you take Chris Paul over LeBron. Like, yeah, Chris Paul's really good, and but it's LeBron. It's like this is Pat Mahomes. It's it's you don't even think it's you. It's automatic. It's overthinking. It's trying to be smart. It's trying to get people to talk about you, which succeeded, <laughs> and. But Pat Mahomes, he led the Chiefs to a Super Bowl, led him to another Super Bowl. He's the first quarterback to ever throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. That is not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Like, that's that's the class he's in. Herbert's really good. And I was wrong about Herbert coming out of college, but a lot of people it's, were. it's Mahomes. If he had said second, I, I wouldn't. That's where I was going to go with this. Yeah. So I threw this one up first because I know it's obvious answer for me. No, he's not speaking facts. It's Mahomes. But is Herbert second? Real quick. Is Herbert second? Jake. I guess he has to be right now, right? Yeah, I mean, he has to be. I mean, you look around, Josh Allen. Yeah, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. I think Herbert's just younger I than think, them. Right. They're, they're all in the same tier. You can probably throw Kyler in there. Like, yeah. I think I'd take Herbert. I don't know. Okay. It's tall, so. Matt? Yeah, I'd probably take Herbert. All right. Personally, Lamar. I would go I would go Josh Allen. We'll talk about this later. I would go Josh Allen. We'll move, we'll move on to the next one. This is Stephen A. Smith. Always seems to find his way onto this segment. 
Yeah. On first take, he, he has like said, 80 shows. So. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think Odell Beckham Jr. needs to beg to be traded. It's not a good situation for him. I'm not going to. He needs to get a better quarterback. I misrode that one. He needs someone who can stretch the field. I'm talking a quarterback with an arm. Is Stephen A. speaking facts? Does OBG need to beg to get traded? And we'll go with uh, Stat Matt Sardis on this one. OBJ played with Eli Manning. Like, and he, this isn't best Eli. This isn't 2011 leading the Giants to the Super Bowl. This is just mediocre at best Eli Manning, half decent but stays healthy. Baker's in like a is better now than Eli was in 2014 and 2015. I don't know what Stephen A is thinking. OBJ is playing poorly because OJ OBJ has been bad. He's not <laughs> been good. He had a horrible drop. Like he's look at that game against the Chargers. You're going to say, "Oh, bad quarterback." <laughs> also, I think it's like where else is he going? Like, okay, if, if you want OBJ to have better stats, if I'm OBJ, yeah, maybe maybe you do want to go somewhere else because you have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. The offense is predicated around the run game. Um, but he's not going to get any closer to, like, a Super Bowl by going to somewhere else. So, like, I don't know. Like Matt said, he hasn't been very good. I'm going to say that he's not speaking facts here. OBJ should sit where he is and hopefully collect a ring in a year or two. When you get outperformed by David Njoku, <laughs> it's, it's about you. It's not about <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Well, I so – I think Stephen A is wrong in what he's saying, right? I don't think, especially with the arm talent, I don't think that Baker Mayfield, I don't think you're going to get much better. I think Baker's got a top 12 mm-hmm. at worst arm in the NFL. So I don't think it's it's necessarily Baker's arm. Um, if you want to say OBJ could be in a better situation, yeah, I think, I think there's maybe an offense that would be willing to give him a higher percentage of the targets or, or, or run the offense through him. But that's not what Cleveland does, and that's okay. I don't necessarily think he's been bad, right? That drop was bad, but I, I think he creates separation. Him and Baker have just never really clicked. Um, it's never been a thing. I don't know what it is. I think they're both good players. I think both are underperforming from what they could be, but I also think that maybe uh, Kyle Shanahan – or not Kyle Shanahan, I'm sorry, but when the Browns brought in Odell – to be that guy and, and Freddie Kitchens was involved and you wanted to get Baker Mayfield in and get him a number one receiver. I just, I don't know that Odell necessarily fits what they want to do now mm-hmm. with Stefanski. So you touched on, company. so the point here was kind of arm talent, right? Yeah. I don't think, yeah. That's think what, that's, that's what Stephen A was hitting on here. And you yeah. are the film guy. You're the one that, I mean, he's our draft guy. You're the one that assesses mm-hmm. those things. So you think that he's just wrong about that. Now, yeah, Odell's the, the issue is if you look at the quarterbacks that are going to have an obviously better arm than Baker, you're talking about, you know, Josh Allen, who yep. has Stephon. You've yep. got, you know, Justin Herbert, who has Mike Williams and Kenan Allen. Pat's Matt, got Tyree. Matt Stafford. Right? Yeah, Matt Stafford's yep. got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, right? So it's not, where are you going to go? Where Where's Odell here? I know he didn't say this. It was Stephen A. But where's Odell going to go where he's going to get a quarterback with a noticeably better arm than Baker Mayfield? Yeah, and, and I mean, I think Baker, he's proved with receivers that he can make them good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jarvis Landry has had very great weeks. Not a great season, but he's been hurt. Has had very great weeks on that team. Richard Higgins and Richard Higgins, Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones. Jones. He gets these guys involved and throws good balls. So I agree but, with you. There. And you know, I think the difference is I don't necessarily think that those guys are outproducing Odell in those moments. It's just that we're hoping for one fifty and two from Odell and mm-hmm. expecting you know fifty yards from those guys. So when they both meet in the middle at seventy five. Maybe it is just a system thing, and Odell's just playing that role, and and he's you know maximizing it to what it can be, but it might just not be a super effective number one go-to target in the offense that they're running. Yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll move on. We got one more here on speaking facts, and this is the one that you know is maybe make us you know change our opinion, specifically me and Matt here. So Shannon Sharp on Undisputed said, "I am very concerned about the Kansas City Chiefs because their defense is bad. I don't know who has the worst defense, but they're fighting with Kansas City for that spot." Kelsey got knocked out of the game on Sunday. Tyreek Hill's dealing with a knee issue. Edwards Hilaire got dinged up. They're in trouble. Is Shannon Sharp speaking facts? Because, hey, we give Patrick Mahomes the benefit of the doubt on this show a lot. I mean, sometimes when we do predictions, it's like, especially me and Matt, I'm I'm not betting against Mahomes. So, I mean, is Kansas City in trouble, Jake? Uh, Just strictly speaking about the defense, it's been terrible since last year. Horrible. Like, they've been bad. Yeah. But – um, as far as when they bring up like the offensive side of things and Mahomes and how, how all those pieces fit in, he brings up Kelsey and like Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to be fine in the long run. Um, I am interested though, Matt. Uh, they had some interesting quotes, the Kansas City locker room, after their loss to the Bills, saying like, 
no one sees coverages like us. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's like verifiable? I haven't watched the film, so I don't know. So one thing that sucks for them is I do think the Chargers kind of play them pretty differently than you expect to play. Now, Brandon Staley's probably got a bit is the best defensive mind in football right now. And he's got a bit, or and Derwin James is a bit, is the most versatile defensive piece in football right now. So when you give a guy like Brandon Staley that chess piece, it's going to create issues for Mahomes and company, which it did. Um, and I do think that, yes, in the sense that in terms of people in coverage, teams are, the Bills did not blitz Pat Mahomes one time. Yeah. They rushed 4-3 every single snap the entire game. And Sean McDermott loves to blitz. Yeah, exactly. And so what that tells you is, you know, Pat's not Lamar. You can't run three at him and he's going to go for 300 rushing yards on you. He can get around a little bit, but he's not going to be able to dominate the defense with his legs. So maybe it is, you know, when you have a superhero quarterback like Pat Mahomes, let's let's bring guys out into coverage. I'm not, especially when Alaire got hurt, like I'm not, I'm not worried about being in the box with Damian Williams. I think, you know, if he rushes for his four yards of carry, that's fine. Give me me and my offense over Damian Williams for four yards of carry. So I think, yes, I don't think that they're getting anything unprecedented defensively that nobody's ever run before just because I think we're kind of past that. Um, the next step for the NFL defensive defensively would be running like zone to man match concepts, which college football has to do now with all the RPOs and options. That's where uh, basketball went. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Two, three match zones. Exactly. All um, college basketball. And Derwin, yeah. And Derwin guys like Fred Warner do a really good job of, of carrying their zone, realizing nobody's there and carrying a man up. That's what elite coverage linebackers do. Eventually, that's what good defenses are going to have to do. And Brandon Staley's recognizing that and letting Derwin play with what he has. And I do think that Derwin was the big difference maker. Joey Bosa, obviously, wreaking some havoc, helped a little bit too. But I think that's what that is. And with the Chargers and the Bills, obviously, seeing so many seven-yard or seven, six to seven-man coverages, I think, yeah, there's some warrant that maybe teams are not stacking the box nearly as much as other teams, but that's not a warrant to – you know, complain about it. Exactly. To the press. Exactly. Yeah. It's the NFL play football, run the ball. Yeah. Shannon Sharp is a hundred percent speaking facts. The chiefs are in dire trouble and it's not just short term. They have a, they have a, there's a path where they become the Marino dolphins. That doesn't look good. Well, they already passed the Marino dolphins. No, I mean like I'm just in the fact that the first two years of Marino, the dolphins were Really good because yep. they were a built team. Yeah, they made the Super Bowl in '82. Now he's making and then, so but much. they're aging defense, and then they completely fell off. And they made the Super Bowl in '84. Mm-hmm. They made the AFC title game in '85. Then they didn't make the playoffs again until 1990 because their defense was so terrible, mm-hmm. and it was just Marino. And I don't think it'll be as severe, but especially with the predication of offense nowadays, yeah. I do think you can survive. And the weapons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the weapons around them. The most prolific offense on a per play basis in NFL history was the 2000 Rams. They averaged seven yards per play. This year, the Chiefs defense is allowing 7.1 yards wow. per play. That's ridiculous. Every team is wow. the greatest show on turf wow. when they play the Chiefs. Print that. It's, it's, it's good to know because Washington plays them this week. So <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that. It's... <laughs> Chiefs fans, be happy you got the Super Bowl early because if you don't get shit straightened or crap straightened up, then you're going to be wasting the next 10 years of Mahomes' career. Yeah. Um, so I just want to get one thing straight. The Chiefs are not a dynasty. Let's stop treating them like they are some Chicago Bulls of the 90s. Kobe Bryant of the 2000s. 2000s Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. Right, right. Of the, they have I mean, the Patriots they've been to the Super Bowl once or twice. They've won it once. And they've gotten outplayed in seven of the eight quarters that they've played in the Super Bowl. Besides that fourth quarter of the San Fran game, I mean, and this that was is not straight quarterback. This is difference. not some dynasty. I mean, it's messed up that. I mean, it's not a dynasty. You're correct. Yeah. Like, this is second. This, so this, this is where they are. This is where they are. You ready? Two championships in. They've won one. They've lost one. They've got a lot of hype. So they're like the Miami Heat big three. Now, can they win the third one and it solidifies LeBron and he's allowed to leave Miami and it's cool? Or are you going to lose and it's like you won one championship and now the best quarterback in the league you know, can't get anywhere because the defense is holding them back. So I actually think, yes, speaking facts, the thing is I still think they're going to make the playoffs. And when you put you know, the Chiefs in the playoffs, and even now they're scoring a crap ton of points, yeah. you find a defense and you're still right back on top. Yeah, and just last thing before we move on here, like the goalpost shifting that has been done for good teams by the New England Patriots over the last like twenty years, like it's not enough. You know, you go to two Super Bowls as a young quarterback, like yeah. that's more yeah. success yeah. than some entire franchise yeah. has had, and it just doesn't stack up at all. Because that's what we one. know is a dynasty, exactly. right? That's yeah. what that's what yeah, that Drew is. Drew Brees went to one, right? Yeah. 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 
All right, well, we move, we'll move on. So we're five weeks into the NFL now. After this week, we'll be over the third of the way season. And we are, you know, getting to see, you know, who is who. We know some teams that are really good. And we know some teams that are really bad. But there's that middle ground right now. There's a lot of teams who we're going to figure out soon. And we're going to get that all chalked up right now. And what we're going to call for real or fluke. So I'm going to name a team and we're just going to get it. Are they real? Is this is this success sustainable or is they had a lucky couple weeks? So we're going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Three and two wins over the Steelers, the Vikings, the Jaguars, and two really tight losses over the Bears. And then an OT, I believe it was, against the Packers on Sunday. If they ended right now, the Cincinnati Bengals would be the five seed in the AFC. Matt Balavino, so I'm going to come to you first. For real or fluke on the Cincinnati Bengals? Is for real making the playoffs? Or? I think for them that would be for real. Then I yeah. think they are for real. I think they've got a shot at the seven seed in a weaker AFC. But do they do it? Because I think you're a fluke if you don't make the playoffs after being the five seed right now. I think you got to stamp it down. I'm trying to think. Ravens, Browns, Chargers, Chiefs, one team in the AFC South, one team in the – Yeah, you know what? Let me stamp the Bengals right here okay. right now. Let me stamp the Bengals as the AFC seventh seed because I think they're better than the Steelers. I think Joe Burrow right now is better than – Big Ben, so By give me a lot. Yeah, yeah. give <laughs> me yeah. the bottom. Five so give QB. me the Bengals. It's versus what the Raiders, the Broncos, the yeah. Dolphins. Uh, yeah. I, I'll I take my odds. The, yeah, I don't even odds. see the Dolphins. That's being what I'm there saying. That's what I'm point. saying. I'll yeah. take my yeah. odds. Uh, the Patriots. So before mm-hmm. the episode, we had a pretty embarrassing moment, right? It was my fault that we start late. Anyways, I say all this to say I would have like ten of those moments if I could take off of tape. Me saying Jamar Chase was going to be a bust because he dropped a few passes in the preseason. Yeah, I was pounding the table calling him Markel Fultz. I'd really like to erase that, but I can't. So for that reason, I'm going to now make up for my sins. I think that they're for real. Uh, you got to remember Joe Burrow. He had his season cut short last year, but this is the guy that um, had almost equivalent hype. I mean, obviously not throughout his entire prospect career, but almost equivalent hype to Trevor Lawrence, this year's first overall pick. And you've seen the difference and disparity in how they've performed. So um, I think that they're an exciting young team, and it would be great for the NFL uh, and obviously for Bengals fans if they were able to make it into the playoffs. This year. They need it. Yes, sir. Stat Matt. They're the seventh seed. Okay. They're, 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 Go figure. I was not we expecting three that. No, they're, they're the, their defense is wildly underrated. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of – they're like a no-name defense. No one knows like outside of – Shout out draft Twitter. Their three starting linebackers are all due to like – as Twitter scouts pounded the table for Logan Wilson is like a draft Twitter darling. Okay. So shout out, shout out all the dudes who do work out there on Twitter. That's your main platform. Bengals GM is watching, right? They, as they should, because you draft better than they do. Just a a point here, guys. I mean, I know we like to do a little bit of betting. If you go on FanDuel right now, plus two forty five for the Bengals to make the playoffs. We're all in agreement that they, those are great odds. They're the, they're, they're such a stereotypical, up and coming yeah. team, last play schedule, feel feel good story. Yeah. Nine and eight, ten and seven. They're gonna look really great some weeks, look really bad other weeks, like almost losing to Jacksonville. But they're a young up and coming team. They're sneaking to the playoffs and then get bounced quickly yeah, by the two those. seed. But we take but, but we it's take great those. season for Cincinnati. <laughs> we, we, fans. Take those. we take those. Are tingling. That's yeah. a good bet. I and like I like, that. I like that you brought up the defense because they've given up the fifth fewest touchdowns in the league. And I mean, we've mentioned the teams they played. Good teams: the Packers, the Vikings. Um, and Matt's favorite set, 12th and DVOA. So how many teams make the playoffs? 14, 12th and DVOA. You're right in there. I'm going to say they are for real as well. I think I need to – you guys talk me into it. Hey. When we made the script, you know, I was thinking it through. I was like, you know, Raiders – because you got to basically take the Raiders and the Broncos out Yeah, to get them in. It's one of those and three, then I think. the Steelers, you have to have them out. The Raiders stink. Yeah. Like, I, like, and beyond, like, we don't have to get into the head coach stuff right now, but, like, Former head coach. Former, excuse me, yes, former head coach. But, like, they're so overrated. We're yeah. going to see this team come apart. I wish – I don't know. Are, did I just jump the gun? Are they on our script? No, they're not. Okay. Darren Waller no, is that dude, off. though. Darren Waller <laughs> is that guy. I left it off. All right, so we're in agreement. That's crazy. I did not think the Bengals – Shout out the Bengals. We're going to get four for real. So we're going to move on to the next team. That's the Dallas Cowboys. We got three Eagles fans and a Washington football team fan up here, but we got to admit the Cowboys are balling four and one so far this season. And if you look at their projected total going into the year, it was only nine wins. Right. And Matt on the way up said they might be nine and one going into. Oh, I hit that over as soon as I saw it. I have them to win the (laughs) NFC East too. That was just a, it's a Charmin soft schedule. Yeah, it really is. And it has been, I mean, they dropped the opener to the Buccaneers and then four wins against the Chargers, Eagles, Panthers, and Giants. But 
the big thing is that high-powered offense is back. Yeah. Second most points in the league. Second most yards in the league. And they got a guy on their defense who individually, of course I'm talking about Trayvon Diggs, has more interceptions than 27 other NFL teams. Second in DVOA so far this season. So we'll start with Stat Matt. Are the Cowboys for real or are they a fluke? We put them in the wrong section. You think? Because I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Okay, let me... I hate to say it. Let's do it. Let's fast forward then. In the past, I could always fall back on... Yeah, they could be a really good regular season team, but then Jerry, Jason Garrett will screw it up for them in the playoffs. But they've got a good coach in Mike McCarthy. They're they're a field goal away from being 5-0, and and they blew out the teams that they should blow out. They blew out the Giants. They blew out the Eagles, two teams that aren't going to go anywhere this year. And they beat the Panthers like kind of handily. It was a sneaky close game. And they beat the Chargers, which is a really good win. The NFC's wide open this year, I think we've learned, because – the Rams beat up on the Bucks. The Cardinals beat up, up on, on the Rams. Rams. Yep. The and the Cowboys they beat up on none of them. Yeah, the Cowboys played the Bucks close. They're going to be in the mix. They're in the top three teams in the NFC. I think. Wow. As much as I hate to say it, and wow. the soft schedule that could get them the one or two seeds. All right. So, so Matt, before we've shifted mm-hmm. this conversation. Are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender? That is if they are for um, real or is that a fluke? No, I don't think so. Just because I don't think they I don't think they have what it takes to compete with those elite teams that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, defense still has questions. I know you mentioned Trayvon Diggs. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Yep. Um, there are questions on the defense. There's still some questions on the offense. I think Dak's not been as explosive as I the passing offense in general hasn't been as productive as I was hoping, but that in turn is because there was some revitalized Ezekiel Elliott and, and rushing dynamic, which I wasn't expecting. Um, I do think that they are one of the four best teams in the NFC, more likely than not, but I, I would still take my chances with the Bucks, Packers, or probably either the Rams or maybe Cardinals, just because I think the Cardinals are built pretty similarly to the Cowboys. Yep. Um, but overall, yeah, give me give me a team who's more well built overall. And then on top of with the you know head coaching, I do think that Jason Garrett maybe wins the Super Bowl. If he had 2010 Aaron Rodgers, right, that was one of the best, you know, you know, Adam Gase won a Super Bowl with 2015 Peyton Manning, right? Mike or, or Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl but with, that's what I'm saying, with 2010, Aaron Rodgers, I mean. 2010 Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I want to see Mike McCarthy prove it to me in the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers because yeah. he rarely did it with Aaron Rodgers, right? We talked a lot about why McCarthy lost that job in Green Bay is because you have the best quarterback of his generation and he wasn't able to get, you know, yeah. so I do think it's, it's warranted criticism. I think the Cowboys are a kind of show it to me first, right? We know the bucks, we know who Aaron Rodgers is at least. Um, Dak has not done enough yet in the postseason to give me the faith that I know. And, and Rodgers hasn't done it recently enough either. But I do think that when you talk about those like super teams, especially with like Tampa Bay, I just I'm I'm out They're on not there. Yeah, I think Super Bowl contenders should be limited to the yeah, three for, or four best teams in the league. Yeah, for me, okay. I don't. The NFC Which some people is, think the Cowboys are. The NFC is stacked with a bunch of A minus teams. Mm-hmm. I don't see any A plus teams. I don't think there's any A plus teams in the NFL. Maybe yeah. Buffalo. And I think the Cowboys are in that group. I think it's a big gotcha. group. I think they'd be a group. Yeah. yeah. In that context, I think they'd probably be a B plus with the guy with, you know, a healthy theoretically once you get to the end season with Tampa Bay getting their corners back. Yep. Will be big. Um, and then like you said, Buffalo right there. There's um, a there's a few. Yeah, so, and we're gonna get to two more. Jake, Cowboys, Super Bowl yeah, hopes. Just quickly, I, I do think that they are for real. Okay. Uh, I think that they have a legitimate shot at being the second best team in the NFC, but I wouldn't put them ahead or behind the Rams or the Cardinals or, or those type teams, as you guys had mentioned, yeah. um, I would be interested. And I, I didn't get a chance to look at this. I don't know if any of you guys know this off the top of your head, but like with Demarcus Lawrence, eventually making his way back to that defense that should theoretically improve their ability to get home with just the front four. I don't know how much they blitz to begin with, mm-hmm. but with how physical their corners and uh, well, specifically Trayvon Diggs is, I feel like that kind of plays more into – like the defense to me is the biggest question mark. So I think you add uh, Lawrence back in there, it improves them even more. They can kind of go blow for blow with anyone if you want to you know, have a shootout. They have the receivers to do it. If you need to grind it out, they have the offensive line and running backs to do it. So um, they, they are a threat. I just don't know – the hierarchy hasn't been sorted yep. yet. I'm going to say fluke real quick. Yeah, just to back my point a little bit, teams – like I, I said, it's a group. Teams two through five in DVOA are Cowboys, 
Cardinals, Bucks, and Rams. Yep. Okay. I, I see. I still don't think that's sustainable for the Cowboys, though, because I actually don't think they're deep. I think it's sustainable through the regular season, yeah. potentially. Yep. I don't think it's sustainable once you face the And that's what I'm going to yeah. say. Well, it's a fluke. They've yep. lost to the Bucks, obviously. They're four wins. I think there's only one good team they've played, and that's the Chargers. I don't think the Panthers are good, and we know the Eagles and Giants are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I mean, you just look in the NFC. I'll take four teams yeah. over them. I'll take the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Packers, and the Cardinals. And I, I mean, it's weird, but you know, actually, this will shift us to the next one. The Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. are the next one, staying on the same theme, Super Bowl. They're four and one, and I mean, or they're five and zero. Oh. What am I talking mm-hmm. about? Only and, undefeated. And they've team. been beating good teams. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams on that schedule. Chase Edmonds and James Conner are being a really good backfield. I don't think anyone saw that. They have six guys, which is crazy, with over 15 receptions. And 150 plus receiving. It's that guys. air raid. That's how that. Six yeah, that's what guys and Kyler Murray. And this is the fun one. He's making a third year jump. He was a Pro Bowler last year, and he's playing better. So I mean, third in DVOA, as Matt says. So back to the Super Bowl, Matt B. We'll start with you. Arizona Cardinals. Is they a real Super Bowl contender. I mean, I think they're in that same tier Dallas is, right? Super explosive offense, opportunistic defense with a little bit of variance to it. They can, they can, they have pieces that they can put out there, right? You know, Michael Parsons in Dallas, Javon Curse, um, guys who can do a lot for you defensively. Same thing with a Byron Murphy and an Isaiah Simmons out in Arizona. Um, I do think that, you know, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt on the defensive line is a little more effective than what Dallas has, but one tank yep. gets back that maybe. Um, but I'm going to say no because I just think we, you know, mm. a team that has not been to the playoffs before is not a Super Bowl contender to me. Just be now, if it's a team like Tampa Bay who went in and brought in the best quarterback of all time, that would make sense. But I got to yeah. see Kyler, I got to see Cliff get into it before I'm going to dub them a Super Bowl contender. I think they're in the same tier as Dallas. I think they're in that tier two, just under the the, the actual elite teams in the NFL. Okay, yeah, I agree with you, Matt B. The quarter, I always do a, a like a little tax where if you're a quarterback and it's your first time making the playoffs, you're not going to make the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It just rarely Pretty ever uncommon. happens because yeah. you have to get that first taste of disappointment. Yeah. You learn, like, Kyler Murray's not Pat Mahomes, yeah. It's, it's almost say, like, Mahomes, yeah, Dak's yeah. rookie year, they're the one seed and they got Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's going to happen, exactly. Josh Allen, you get confused, you throw the ball 10 yards behind your head while running out of bounds. Like, these things happen. <laughs> and then you get Marcus Mariota, who throws himself a touchdown. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, just so, uh, I, I think because of my stance on the Cowboys, and I had mentioned that the Cardinals and, and Rams are kind of on that same tier, I actually put the Cardinals uh, by virtue of their record and by who they played slightly ahead of Dallas, but. Um, I'm going to have to say they are for real. Uh, they've shown, at least offensively, that they can be the best best offense in the NFL. Again, um, there, there are a couple others, Rams, Cowboys, Chiefs. Uh, you know, you can go down the list and, and kind of measure some other teams up against them. But because of my stance on Dallas, I feel like I'm kind of hemmed in to say Obliged, yeah. that yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah, sure. And vice versa. I can't right. say Arizona is going to be a Super Bowl contender, yeah, I'm, but I, I like Dallas. I think they'll be the last NFC team I put into contender. If I were to rank them, the four contenders I have that mm-hmm. I mentioned before, Packers, Rams, Bucks, and now them, I think those are the only four that have a shot. But I do think Arizona, despite being 5-0, and despite already being the Rams, despite playing maybe the best football in the NFL currently, I, I still think they're like the fourth best in the NFC. It's tough for me, and I want to be proven wrong because I like a lot of the pieces on that team. But, I mean, even DraftKings says – in pretty much all betting markets, still think the Rams are the favorite to win the NFC West. I think they're a more balanced team. Yeah, they have to be. They have even with a loss, payroll. even with well, even with yeah. a loss to Arizona, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, we'll uh, see, we'll see. But they got another game. All right, we got one more team on the list, and we've left the easy ones off. Right, we're trying to figure out those teams in the middle, like I said. So there's a team that's up and coming right now and just had a big win, actually two big wins, and that's the LA Chargers. Four and one, only lost to the Cowboys we talked about before, coming off wins against the Chiefs, Raiders, and the Browns, and Matt's Washington team. They almost lost that game. Too. Antonio yeah. Gibson fumbled that game away. So we already talked we about Justin Herbert. That's a bad Herbert call and that fumble out of the end zone. We already talked about Justin Herbert. Rules are rules. Mike Williams, uh, and we know Keenan Allen is a wide receiver one, but Mike Williams is playing like a wide receiver one, so you got two of them on that team. Eckler's a problem, and their defense has been their question mark. And I know they just gave up 42 to the Browns, but I mean, their defense has been won, really good. Yeah, I mean, go so again, we're talking Super Bowl here. Are the LA Chargers a real Super Bowl contender, or, or are they a fluke? They're real. Uh, they're really real, and it's because their coach gets it. 
like on many levels. And Matt, you are, I'm going to consider you part of whether it is NFL Twitter, analytics, Twitter. Sure. Yeah. You're part of it. I'm uh, hated by analytics. Twitter. Yeah. He's uh, hated. part of all, but I'm, I'm a believer in, in some analytics. analytics. Of course, I don't yeah. believe in breakout age. I'd like to put that on the air. I do not believe in breakout age. Shout out Najee. But go ahead. Okay. So then I will ask you, uh-huh. how excited did the ramblings from head coach Staley um, about sack being oh, a Oh, everything stack, was amazing. Everything was amazing. About Brandon physicality Fisch, yeah. of the run yeah, game. Yeah, he's, he's my favorite head coach in the NFL after that press conference. So everything fi- everything I've ever wanted to say, he he pronounced it perfectly. It's, uh, it's very in-depth how he announced. So like the running back doesn't matter thing. That, that I've been talked about, you know, a lot of people talk about. It's not necessarily that I don't think running the football matters. Like Brandon Staley says, I think running football is very important. I don't necessarily think it's important who does it, mm-hmm. right? Chase Edmonds and James Conner are out here on the best team in the NFL right now. And their running game looks fine because I think it goes into more. I think the offensive line more important. I think the scheme's more important. Situational. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Staley gets it. He's, you know, he definitely feels um, not just pro-analytics, but almost – preferred i think there should be a level of feel in the game i think if you're struggling to move the ball on short yardage regardless you know maybe don't go for it on fourth and one maybe take the three i think that's a decision that coaches should make and shouldn't just give up to the numbers but brandon staley a lot of things i mean sacks are are huge i'll never forget when chase young played clemson at, at ohio state he had a box score of like two tackles and no sacks. And people were like, oh, this is the most overrated player in the country. But if you watch the film, like Clemson completely rearranged their entire game plan yeah. to play mm-hmm. against him. They Different ran, gravity. yeah, they ran options. Exactly, literally. Um, and so Brandon Staley brought that all into perspective. Everything he said, I would recommend any casual football fan that wants to extend their knowledge of the game to go watch that press conference that Brandon Staley had. So, okay, so we love Brandon Staley, and yes. I agree with everything you said. And then you add into the fold. We just we spoke about earlier in the episode the number two quarterback behind Mahomes in our eyes one of them <laughs> you put them together on the same team uh, and the fact that Kansas City's already lagging in the division like they're going to be set up pretty well you have to deal with Oakland and Denver as like the guys who are neck and neck with you right now and that's no problem yeah they love that that's so to be different to be different yep ain't no QB problem diff. yep Matt so, yes yeah, so the Chargers by. Default are a contender in the AFC because the AFC is I bad. I, the, I think the Buffalo is the clear favorite, and I think it's between them and Baltimore for the second spot. And I, I'd go with the Chargers just because Baltimore is so shaky. They should have lost to Detroit. They should have lost the uh, to Indianapolis. Is that a? That's not a Justin Tucker diss, is that? No. Okay, it's a ref diss because of the the yeah. ball. Okay, word, 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 word. <laughs> Legatron stands only. And it's it, it's they're. The the Chargers, I know I just said like about Kyler Murray, first time in the playoffs, you're going to get that. I think that happens to Herbert in the AFC title game, though. Sure. Uh, they'll get they'll go to probably go to Buffalo Which as a LA team in yeah. January. The and Oregon player from yeah. Northern California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's but but the Chargers, they're it's their first like Super Bowl contending team since like Philip Rivers is prime. Yeah, LT. They're really really good and. It's a shame they don't have any fans. Yeah, right. Go figure. <laughs> and we'll learn a lot. At the rate Washington's going, though, they might get a whole fan base. So we'll yeah. see. They play Baltimore this week, which will be a really Exciting. good telling about who's the second yep. best team in the conference. And that's a tell for me because I'm still on the edge with this team. I mean, everything you guys said, they're great. I mean, they're going for it on fourth and sevens, and it's working out. I mean, Justin Herbert's the man, but it's like I'm not taking them over the Ravens. I'm not taking them over the Bills. I think the Bills are just a better version of the Chargers. So while in the NFC, I can't pick a winner out of those couple teams, I think in the AFC, it's more of a condensed group at the top, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to put the Chargers in that group. So I'm going to personally say that's a fluke. But uh, we're going to move on, and I think we might be making a sub here. Yeah, we got a call to the bullpen. We got a call to the bullpen. This is a straight facts first. Our man Jake, you might have caught him. He was... Not feeling too good over there. And our man walked in right before James Jackson. Let me give him the intro. What's up? What's up? What's up? Jake got the seat all loaded. Yeah, you, <laughs> you you remember how to do this thing? I, I Let me see. Let me tap in real quick. You know, I've actually been behind the scenes this whole episode watching my guys get to it. So I think I, think I can get into the rhythm. But don't let me slow you up, man. You you was, you was moving it well. So yeah, I, we got subs. We got subs here. Yes, don't worry. But we're going to move now to segment three. And we got our guest here, Matt Valavino. So we're going to put the spotlight on you. Matter of fact, that one right there is kind of already pointed on you. So we're going to double up on that. And this camera right here, make sure you make sure you. you As we mentioned before, 
very active guy on Twitter. Really likes to let him fly at MV Scouting. I think we said it before. Follow Post him. Up. Great follow. I mean, he might flood your timeline with like 30 tweets on a Saturday and Sunday. I've got some random stuff yeah, too sometimes. But it's worth it. But <laughs> he lets him fly sometimes. And you've said some stuff that's a little debatable. So we're uh-huh. going to get into that. Little debatable. So here's the first one. October 12th, 2021. You got the, you got the receipts. The at, oh, at, at approximately 9.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Matt Falavino's tweeted. That was on my drive to work. Right. We don't condone that. Lamar is, at a stoplight. At a stoplight. Of course. At a yeah. stoplight. Lamar is the clear MVP so far, in my opinion. And the way we're going to do this, we're going to let Matt have the floor first. Okay. So you're lucky. You lucky he gave you the floor first. Here's here's my thought process with it. I think when you're looking at MVP favorites right now, the guys are Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. Yep. And then Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah, sure. Um, I think Dak's falling off a little bit. I don't know. I think Don, Tom's got like Brady sixth in there, or seventh. Though. I just don't know what the odds are yeah. is what I'm saying straight down. I don't think any of them, you know, even if the numbers are all similar, none of them I think are doing it with the offensive cast Lamar's doing it with. Like his cast is the worst, so he's yes. holding the team. By, by, yeah. a, by a pretty substantial margin and to the point where the fact that we are discussing Lamar in this with everybody else is what pushes him ahead of them. Okay. I Yeah. I, it's so tough looking. I mean, back I mean, let's. I mean, Sunday. let's talk. Yeah, but let's talk about the people, right? Let's talk about who we got. The first one, Josh Allen. You've got Stephon Diggs. You've yeah. got Emmanuel Sanders. Dawson Knox is having an amazing year. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are more than fine. In but the he's getting those guys involved. Like he's getting. Yeah, Zach sure. Moss and I'm, this is not to Emmanuel. Yeah, Sanders. this is not to take away from the case uh, of the others. But then you know you look at Justin Herbert with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Right? That one I'll give you. Yeah, sure. we talk about Tom Brady with. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Come on. Uh, Dak with the Cowboys offense. And then yeah. who's the other one? Kyler with Nook, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, which I guess isn't as great, right? But at the end of the day, Lamar's doing it with Hollywood Brown as your from number that, one receiver. From that viewpoint, yeah. I, yeah, I, hear, I hear that. Is this like a, is this like a speaking facts, Matt V? This is, this is all, this I'm, is sa- all I'm saying yeah, is that the, the weight on Lamar's back is noticeably heavier than the weight of everyone else's right. back, and he's right there in the race with everyone else. Right, so right. that's what would mm. give him my That's very my true. Edge. You also it's also convenient that you tweeted this before this past week, and then and then he came out and 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 maybe you just foreshadowed. Maybe you you mean you're just that good. You, you just know. Um, I actually tweeted it no, right he, after. the Yeah, game. he tweeted like, it right yeah, after the I'm game. Right after the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, the day, the morning after. Yeah, it was the morning right, after the game. Right, right, right. okay. Um, but for, from that stance, yeah. like, I completely understand. Like Lamar. I'm torn because Lamar had a tremendous end of the game. He mm-hmm. also was part of the reason they were in that sure, deep hole. Sure. But, but he was able to climb out of it. And, and you know, John Harbaugh. He was, almost lost to Detroit, right? Like, I definitely get that right. there are red but, flags. Uh, uh, but a win's a win at the yeah, end of the day. Exactly. And, and if you put his stats in a vacuum, you're up against, you know, everybody that we yep. named at the top of the list. I still think Kyler Murray is the MVP front runner right now for all the, all the reasons that you guys kind of named earlier in the episode. But Kyler Murray right now is leading the best offense is the best player on the best team best and is team, making yep. probably next to Justin Herbert the biggest leap we're seeing in the NFL. We talked about Kyler was a pro bowler and he's playing better now. Yeah, MVP and level. Now, right. And now is commanding sure. a five and zero offense that uh, a team that looks like that they got all with the some big together. W's with some big you know W's. I mean? yeah. So so Lamar put himself maybe two three. He definitely submitted himself in the top As five that, with yeah. that and put the rest of the league on notice like it. I don't do it conventionally, but mm-hmm. the way I do it is, is different than everybody And if else. he needed to do it conventionally, he will. Do it too. I, do it three. I, I, put, I put that thing through the air. But you, right now, you got to give mm-hmm. Kyler the props of sure. making the biggest sleep and now commanding the best yeah, offense, absolutely. maybe the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I'll give you that. He Lamar's carrying a mediocre team to a, high, to a 4-1 and one record right now. And I, I think he's my MVP right now. An underrated stat is that he has more rushing yards than um, – Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams combined. Yeah, so his team, yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Really, he does that every They're number one yeah. and two running backs on your own team. He's got more rushing well, yards than them that's combined. Saying, right? like we talk about J.K. and, and he's, Gus. He's, he's dragging that offense through the mud, making Mark Andrews look like he's a top two tight end. <laughs> and uh, But I, clear is the one word. I, I think it's. I don't think it's clear yet, but he's mm-hmm. he's the favorite. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll give you that. And, and we started off slow. Sure. This sure, one, sure. I mean, you tweeted this. He went 442, 37 for 43, which yeah, that, that is ridiculous, was, yeah. by the way. Only six incompletions. Broke the Ravens passing record. Top, Four top touchdowns. Right. Big comeback. A, a nice game to tweet yeah, that A nice out. game to tweet that a out. Really? Yeah, right. I didn't tweet that after three top interceptions. Five, exactly. So, top 10 in rushing exactly. right now. Like, he's, he's, he's. Now we got 
some other ones though. And and this next one, I kind of just want you to more explain. But I, I know there's a I lot of things. He's got to look on your paper. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, wait, what he got? What so he this got? one, <laughs> this one was October third, twelve forty-six p.m. afternoon. You tweeted this in the afternoon. Because probably, I believed it. Probably eight lunch. I believed everything about this one. Eight lunch and is just thinking about Trayvon Diggs. As My we, mind just wanted. I had to, no, what had to have happened is I saw someone yeah. tweet something. So Trayvon Diggs is just great value brand Xavier Howard. Mavi, first, what did you mean by that? And second, you got to back it up. You, you know you? damn well what I meant by that. Well, okay. You know what? Let me. So Xavier Howard gets this hype in some Dolphins fans, specifically last year, that he was the best cornerback in the NFL, which was not accurate. He wasn't even top five quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I think forcing inter- getting interceptions inherently is valuable to your team. Yeah. Um, what is at the cost of interceptions is what I think not a lot of people want to discuss, right? Because Byron Jones in his time in Dallas got very little interceptions, but was comfortably a better cornerback than Trayvon Diggs is at this moment. Right, and so the reason I, I tweeted this out, and it's not fair to Trayvon because looking back on it now, I don't necessarily think he's a great value version of Xavier Howard because he's—I don't think he's a lesser version because he's still doing it. I think right. I think he's the exact same iteration, though. I think okay. he's and he, the other name you can put into this one is Marcus Peters, um, a guy who okay. is not a shutdown elite CB one. He's not a guy who you're going to stick on another team's best receiver and they're going to shut him down for the season. If you look at the yardage total, that's completely on pace. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is on pace to have the, the most yards allowed by any quarterback ever. Now, granted, it's a 17-week season. Yeah, um, that is crazy. But, though. yeah, he's... he's so when say, people Hold up. I don't think that one quite hit him. Say that one again. Look, I'll pull up... I'll pull, you want me... Here, I, no, I got you. I can pull up the exact down. number. Because that one is what's insane to me. He yeah. has, what, six interceptions Yeah, he has a bunch of interceptions. Games, but he's on pace to give up the most yards ever allowed. You, you know what yeah. this... You know, More than a 1,000. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Is and I'm gonna give you time to look this up, but this kind of reminds me of the year that Allen Iverson led the league in, in points and steals, and you already averaged like through 2.3 steals mm-hmm. a game or something wild like that. But what people didn't want to discuss is what came at the cost of the steals that he gambled at and missed, and that's what yep. a lot of people kind of I like that one. Yeah, that, that's what a lot of people didn't like about it. Like it, it wasn't on ball steals, it wasn't pokeaways, it was playing passing lanes and not really sticking to your man and and you know playing too much help defense. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of what this reminds me of. And I wasn't hip to this until, shout out to, you know, Twitter GMs and Twitter film analysts there, you know, ran the film back and showed us a little montage of, of all the times that, you know, Trayvon Diggs last week just got, got shaken around and, yep. and by lesser players too. And yes, he got his interception last week. He got his one on the board, but there was a, a lot on of On Mike film. Glennon. Yeah. On Mike Glennon. That's the thing. Like, that's Mike Glennon under throwing a football. Like, I'm glad you intercepted it off. And that's, a, that's an elite Skill to have. Trayvon Diggs is arguably have the, has the and, best and ball skills. what did skills. Tony have? 160-something? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. DJ Moore had his way. Devontae put him in a blender, but Jalen had an awful game against the Cowboys. People want to say, like, oh, Mike Evans had three receptions. Yeah, because the rest of the Bucks' offense had, like, 400 yards of offense. Right. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that's what's wild to me. But So I, I see it. One thing I do want to say, though. He deleted the tweet, unfortunately. Okay. I, I but you were right. No, yeah. I saw it. You were right. Yeah. So this is the thing that is – just the counterpoint to this. Not not saying you guys are wrong, but there has there not been a bigger emphasis from defensive coordinators and specifically special teams coordinators for takeaways? Way more than it's been. I mean, going back to the mm-hmm. peanut punch, you see guys going for that sure. all the time. And there's a big emphasis. Nick Sirianni says it all the time. Takeaways, 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 right? So there is still a lot of value in this type of corner. And I, st- I still think important. that – and I was a big Trayvon Diggs after I watched him get – just absolutely burnt a couple times last season. I know he had a good second half of the season, brought it back, and now he's adding to that now. So I, I, I think he's still a probably, and I hate to say it, probably a top 10 corner in the league. I don't agree. I just can't. So I think he's towards like the 10. I don't think you can be so. His, I don't, maybe, maybe, his but takeaways I, alone, you gotta put him. I think his value, but that's what I'm saying. The, the seven, yeah, seven interceptions or whatever in six, yeah. I'll give you maybe he's a top 15. But the issue yeah. is, if, it, if I, you can't, you, yeah, you can't, but you can't sell me on a top 10 cornerback who can't strap up a, a number one receiver in, yeah. in any facet. But that's the issue. If, if he's holding these that's guys fair. to like, you know, like, like the Mike Evans stat line, sure, but he's, you know, that's just because Mike's not getting targeted. If I, if I put him on a number one receiver, Give me a hundred routes. I'll take my receiver eighty times. And Trayvon Diggs might have ten interceptions in those hundred attempts, or he might have fifteen. But is fifteen interceptions worth eighty-five completions for however? Like that—that's what Trayvon Diggs is dealing with right now. It's yeah. such a high variance of value and and risk that I just I can't it's be a, sold on. It's a perfect case of people who 
just look at numbers versus who watched the film. Yeah, yeah. And Matt V's got it right. He's he's good. He's promising. But there's so many flaws in his game that people just don't talk I, about. I 100 I 100 agree. We all just put him to light mm-hmm. right now. But sticking to the 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 point or the statement of him being fringe top ten or fringe top fifteen. I think you have to put him in there. I uh, know. I'm actually going back through my head, naming corners in my head, and I think Tenel is a little high. Ten, ten's a little I, high. I think what I want to say though is that he's a cornerback one in this league. One hundred percent. And you, you sure, but I think he's, he's better suited to be a CB two. I think his skill set, like Xavier Howard, work next to so, like so, a Jalen Ramsey. But, but, but the, like, well, but this is the thing: Xavier Howard doesn't have his tenor. So Xavier Howard goes and has his All Pro year. Yeah. Year they go and get Byron Jones, a dude who shuts down a number one receiver. Yeah. Right. I think Trayvon Diggs, if he's forced onto, you know, if he gets to cover a number two, that's when you start looking at the okay, he's not getting toasted every snap, and he's still getting those receptions because you've got that CB one. Yeah. So maybe, but I think he's a low end CB one. Okay. High for, high end. Best for, CB2. for for the interceptions alone, I think you have to put him at least inside. He, maybe mm. he can be ladder eight nine, but he's inside the top ten because in an, in an offensive league and a, a league driven on outscoring the other team. But, he, but he's not stopping them from scoring. That's but, the but issue. But to present his offense extra possessions, almost guaranteed at this point. Again, I think I think to Kyle said it's, it's high value. Yes, yeah. it's, it's high risk. Teams are going to score. He's, but if I can get Dak in my offense the ball back more times than Justin Herbert has the ball, we probably win the game. I think he fits with Dallas very well. Getting takeaways to put that Dallas mm-hmm. offense on. Yeah. I think. Then, speed, yeah. I think what. Sure, sure. And I think what we'll probably all agree on as an individual player, he's probably not top ten. Well, the issue but is the, this value, the numbers don't last. The, that's the thing. Too. That's the, but so, the value he's yeah. providing right now, I think. The, and yeah. the craziest thing is Cowboy fans will be like, this is a top five cornerback. If you like. Oh, that's Cowboys fans. Well, so five years ago, if you talked to, you talk to Dallas yeah, about fans. Byron Jones and they're like, this is a top five cornerback. And then you go, yeah. yeah, but he's not turning the ball over. And they go, it doesn't matter. Interceptions are, are, are there's a ton of variance. They're not consistent year to year, which they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, when you talk about the best cornerbacks in the league, we're talking about Jalen. We're talking about Jairi, right? We're talking about Stefan. Those aren't guys who are going to have oh. 11 interceptions in a year for a reason. Because quarterbacks aren't targeting them. Quarterbacks aren't scared of Trayvon Diggs. If he picks it off, sure, but a 70-yard pick is effectively a punt. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's not necessarily – I don't think that's any different. That interception specifically, or like Mike Glennon, his seventh interception, is no different than if he had just swatted the ball and they punted. Yeah. Right? That's the exact same idea. All right, let's, let's shift to the other side of the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that I, I think uh, – the one you've been ready to talk about, I think. So on October 6th, <laughs> like, hey, ready. 2021, approximately 1.15 p.m. Another case, he was eating lunch. and he just probably, probably. Actually, I think Matt probably, probably thinks know, about food stimulated, bro. I think Matt probably what day was this? October 6th? A lot more than others. So the only receivers that I believe are outright better than Terry McLaurin are Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins. Now, if you guys remember, we did this with the Patrick Mahomes thing. The definitely better argument. I mean, there's low. Gr- we understand what he's saying, mm-hmm. but he's saying. So, so you really? I got You know, sometimes you I really gotta. think Terry McLaurin. There's a case to be made that he's the fifth best wide receiver in the league. Absolutely. Do you believe he's the fifth best wide receiver in the league? Probably not. Just because we haven't gotten a chance. So the to biggest see him. Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. enthusiast that believes there are shot. He I would could say. Be I would say Terry's. Five, I would say Terry's a no doubt top eight wide receiver. Mm. But I would say I would not – like I said, not definitively. I can't sit here and look everyone in the eyes and be all like, I absolutely think that Terry McLaurin is better you than, couldn't do it. Real than quick. Keenan Allen. Real, real quick because this one I, – I just need to know. Mm. How, how long are we into this episode? For 50 minutes about. 50 minutes. Okay. 48 minutes. I'm just, cause I Because I know this could turn into a 20-minute conversation, and now yeah. I know that it can't because we need to go right, quicker. Right, right. Uh-huh. He knows it can't. So yeah. here's, here's my thing. The, is, the reason I have Terry there is because – it's you. You'd be hard pressed to find any wide receiver in the NFL that wins in the multitude of ways that he's going to win. Um, the only thing Terry's not really elite at is being six foot four. Right, right. he's six one. So all he really lacks, I mean, he's four three. Right, can't he's got height. the speed. You can't teach height, can't but Terry teach leads height. the NFL in completion or in contested completions. Yeah. He also last year finished. Maybe the best cuts in the yeah, year. So exactly. Far. <laughs> he has a couple up there. Right. Um, now, has, yeah. now has been forced to get a lot of volume, and I know yeah. getting open is a part of that. But they have no one else on that team. I mean, a lot of targets come for that reason. Too. He's yeah, also last got year, no quarterbacks that are capable of throwing right, the ball. Yeah, exactly. So, you want to, and then on top of that, last year. we talk about he leads the NFL in contested catches this year. Last year he finished fifth in the NFL in yards per catch. Dominant route runner. Dominant route runner. So he's winning in the air. He's creating separation. He's winning after the catch. He's a great blocker. Mm-hmm. I mean, Terry does everything. And so that's that's what pushes him into that that tier, that conversation for me. All right. James, what do you think? I think 
you make a very good case for someone you, you watch and study on a week to week basis. It's, it's hard to argue with you. Um, but I, I would, I would hesitate to put Terry number five. Your, your, Understandable. Your, your analysis so. and my fantasy team begs to differ. I mean, shout out to that man right now. He wanted me a couple of ball games over there in fantasy. He's like that. You know what I mean? He, he is like that. But for, for Terry McLaurin, like I think at the end of this season, if he's doing what we're, what we're seeing now in week sure. five, week six, and we, we're still seeing that week 16, 17, he's going to leap into that category like Devontae Adams. Yeah. Into so, that but category that's what I'm saying. Who's the fifth best receiver in the NFL? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, probably. I I'm, could not sell me that Cooper Cup's outright better than Terry McLaurin. Calvin Ridley? Keenan Allen. Definitely not. Allen. I watched both of them play in Atlanta. Keenan Allen. Not better. Keenan Allen, I'd maybe give you. I think Terry McLaurin is very equivalent to a DJ Moore, and I think both of I them, agree. Both think, of them can DJ, take off. I think DJ Moore is in such a different – I have the same thing with Cooper Cup. I, I think, think they're, they're – Play their role. It's also, and they like, play their role really well. Like Terry Debo plays Samuel every role. Also. Like he's like a weird person to write. Sure, DK, AJ Brown would both be in yeah, that tier. DK, Justin Jefferson. DK's out there. Jet sure, is, I'll bet JJ is above Terry. Yeah, Jefferson's better than McLaurin. Yeah, I think. Now, I if think, Terry had Kirk, he'd yeah, put up the same numbers. See how he like if Terry, to his team. If Terry had Kirk, he'd put up the same how, numbers. This is like me arguing with y'all about Eagles. Well, I Kirk actually, is blind. Well, this, this is, is but this team. is the thing. This, this is, is the thing. thing. I'll take. I'll we can go through all, all, every single game they've played this year. We can't. We actually can't. Uh, no, no. I'll, 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 <laughs> we can get on the Twitch room. We can bring everyone straight facts for eight hours of NFL film. I know you've been grinding the film. And Jess is great. Don't get me wrong, because I have Jess on my fantasy team. Right, I love Justin Jefferson. I definitely think he's one of those guys that you could put in that situation, but Terry McLaurin's never played with Adam Thielen. So, yeah, so... Or anyone I close. am playing devil's advocate a little bit. I sure. do really think Terry McLaurin is a top 10 receiver in the league, no doubt. But I think, personally... I, I can, don't even know if there's no doubt, name, though. That's my thing. I can name three guys that I see better. Because, okay, we're, we we let those four go. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, yeah. Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. And, personally, I think I see three guys that I know are better. So, I can't be him five. And, albeit very close... But I, I just, I think he's I like think it nine. shows that he's in that second tier of that. That tier, that yeah. tier so from like that five floor. to ten. There's like, yeah, I'd probably but that's what like I'm eight. saying. There's that's like what I'm nine, saying. Ten guys in that tier. But, that, I would, but that's okay. You're that's right, yeah. okay. So if you replace any of them in my tweet, we could have the exact same conversation, right? It's just as the Washington fan, I plugged in my guy there, yeah. right? But if the Rams go, let's have this conversation about Cooper Cup. It's like, all right, let's have this conversation about Jets. Okay. I'm putting Jets up there for sure above him. There's just so many guys that I'm there's, looking, there's a ton I'm of looking at our list right now. There's a ton of and dudes in that tier. Like, I want to put Keenan Allen there. But similar, so yeah, the only There's like six Allen. guys that I can sure, see, and I can't even yeah. judge who I think is better. What's crazy is this take, pretty close to the Lamar thing, who's doing it in the situation Terry's doing it? Nobody. DJ Moore. No, no. He has Sam no, Darnold Ro- at quarterback. He has Robbie Anderson across from him. Who's doing nothing. More than Curtis Samuel's doing. He has, he's played like seven snaps this year. Not more than Logan Thomas is doing. Who's... On IR right now. But who uh, – we've played five weeks, and he's played a oh, lot played, of them. He played three of them. Yes. Okay. Robbie Anderson damn near has played like one game. Well, Sam Darnold's better I mean, than Taylor Heineke, bro. As, although that's insignificant. But see, now but we're is. having this conversation. But <laughs> and I don't even think DJ is one of my top guys. See, I wouldn't but put DJ so there. I'll give you guys, guys that I would give you. Keenan Allen, sure. Jets give you. I think DK is more likely to be in that top Calvin, five. Calvin Ridley. Years. No. Calvin, bro, Calvin really cannot catch a football with any level of consistency. Until you can catch a ball with – until your drop rate – is under 10%, you're not a top. Real quick, real quick. All right. Because we got to move on. Except Tyree. I'm going to name a couple of names. Yes or no, are they in that category? Sure. So you said no one Ridley. I'll give you Ridley's in the category, but he's not outright better than Terry McLaurin. I won't take that. Cooper Cup. In the category. AJ Brown. No. Jet is. But he's the number one receiver in the next one. Jets is, yes. CD Lamb. No. Mm. Yet. Give me Cooper mm. over so, CD. So I'm not even going to say Jamar Chase. Give me Cooper Ch- over CD. Not even going to say Jamar no, Chase. No, definitely not Jamar Chase. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's it. Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen's in there. Mike Debo. Williams right now, sure. I'll yeah. give you. Debo Samuel. Um, Debo, yeah, DK. Um, yeah. Maybe Tyler Lockett. We have yet to name him. I'm just waiting for, for one of my Bucks receivers. Mike Evans Seriously. is the third But that's year. the thing. That's the thing. It's like, okay. which Bucks receiver? I, I need the bus stopping it. I need the bus stopping it. I heard, I'm not going to entertain it, Kyle. I heard it. I'm okay. not going to entertain it. I heard it. He's not going to get a rise out of me. That's all he wants. Is to get a reaction out of who's the, no, who's the no, best? Who's the best no, bucks receiver? He's in the that's, tier because I think all three are in the. Knows, you're right. You're no. He James is definitely right. All three are in that category for sure. Uh, but which one's the best? Godwin. I, would I don't know, Godwin, bro. I would probably put Godwin. He's he's more versatile of a receiver. I just think Mike Evans is in it. I just don't think Mike and Tom are. It's the perfect balance because they all have different roles. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think Mike's role is the worst. All right. Well, let's put a cap on this. Let's move on. 
to the countdown. That was great, guys. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> let's move on to the countdown. James, you take five, three, one. I got yeah, it. You got four, two. All right, let's go number five. The number of consecutive years the Houston Astros have made the ALCS, which absolutely infuriates me. The asterisks. I didn't even realize it until today. Yeah. How did they survive all of this? Because remember the They went 29 the year, and 31 last year and they made the ALCS. And you remember the year after their scandal? They started out putrid and everyone's like, yes, they're going to suck. And they made the ALCS. They're again. balling. This is my and, least and, favorite team in sports, bro. Yeah. My yeah. least Astros. favorite. I want the Red Sox to win, but my yeah, heart is I. telling me that they're not going to win. What, no, no, no. Well, you got to root for the drama. You want a Dodgers Astros like, no, revenge World Series. So that the Astros can cheat again. I don't want the Astros to succeed anymore because I don't want them to have a chance at winning. What makes me most Let me get a Sox sweep is when I'm watching the ALDS and they, and they scan the crowd and then the, the Astro stadium is packed. And I'm like, like, Imagine. y'all, like, ah, like y'all get, y'all get to root for an ALCS team. Y'all never even got to, to have any consequences. Really. Your favorite yeah. team cheats. All right, Matt, number four, the number of business days it took Ben Simmons to report after being fined. It was fine last Tuesday. Reported this that Monday. That money gets a, look, that money. I was that eight point two five. Eight point two five is a million. It's yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money when it's not in your bank account. That life of being like a socialite. Yeah. You don't play basketball for a year. People in that community they're gonna forget you. Yeah. Like it's, it's a but, fast. But that's the thing. Like, how do you be a socialite now? Because he has to live in Philly, right? Because he's with the team no, for right no, no, now. No. He lived in Clifton Heights, New Jersey. He oh, live, yeah. He, yeah. Live, he, he, he commute. Yeah, he commute. He don't, he He's don't a commuter. Live. He, he takes that. Ta- but, yeah, you can't hide. You're Ben Simmons. You're 6'10". Everyone knows what you look like. What What I think is really interesting is Daryl Morey won the staring contest. They're, they're, both yeah. of them yeah. were sitting in the middle of the road with Mack trucks coming, and Daryl Morey didn't move. Sat there. I respect and, it. And That's kind of GMI. like, I'm not going to take a loss on a trade. I've, I've shown that. You're 25 years old. You're in your athletic prime. You're just going to sit. Will, bro, <laughs> I will find you. I will take your I will your eat your A25. It's an escrow. Come get it. And Ben said, no, you won't. You go trade me before you before you just you know hold out or before you like you know let me rock. and. And, nope, lost. That first fine came in. Bet's right. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah, my fault. He's like, literally yeah. tech, I'm no, outside. The funniest part is you he can mess with my reputation, slander my name, but don't take my I'm money. Back. And he came right back. The funniest part is he didn't tell nobody. He, he that showed one, up. That joint didn't hit. The direct deposit didn't hit. And he just hopped on a flight. I'm not <laughs> telling Rich Paul. Like, oh, and imagine being that Daryl Morey. He was I'm like, oh, they were for real about that. I'm uh, all right, <laughs> let's go to number three. The number of starting QBs the Packers have had since the oh, sorry, Packers have had since versus the, the Bears. Packers have had versus the Bears since 1992. Oh, the number of starting QBs the Packers <laughs> have had versus the Bears since 1992. In that same span, the, the Bears have had 20 versus the Packers. Sheesh. I mean, the Packers. I mean, from from regime to regime to regime, uh, who was the decade long quarterback? The third Rodgers, Favre, Matt Flynn. No, no definitely we, not. Is it was it before Favre or is no, it someone it's, re- in it's recent? Oh, Brett Hundley? Yes. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Who got the win, didn't he? Who got the win? Probably the Bears. <laughs> but the I, Bears. Mean, I, I think this is probably more of a, a Bears statistic yeah, no, this, than it is oh, a yeah. statistic, right? Like this is mm-hmm. that's what's supposed to I mean, we saw we all saw that Bears Washington. Three since ninety two is nuts though. That's insane. Against one team. That's mm-hmm. that's crazy. That is crazy. It's Thirty years. All right, let's go. That's number how I felt with McNabb. Yeah, he was, McNabb was only there for he was there for ten years. My whole life, oh, that's all I remember. I remember, I remember McNabb. Ninety nine to nine, ninety nine to nine. Yeah, that's a, that was a whole era of Eagles mm-hmm. football. Yeah. All right, let's go to number two. The number of players in NFL history, twenty one or younger, with over four hundred receiving yards and five touchdowns in their first five games. That's Jamar Chase and Randy Moss. Crazy, straight cash, homie. Elite company. Jake, Jake, lucky he saved himself. Jake Lucky saved himself and already admitted defeat on the Jamar Chase take because boys balling. Well, He's hey, 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 we got receipts. We got receipts. Remember last time he was on? I was now. He said Jamar Chase was like wide receiver four. I did say that. Now wide receiver two has not gone on the field yet. And Rashad Bateman, he hopefully he gets back this week with a surging Lamar. So, so we'll, we'll it was see. three Rondo. Uh, three was oh, Waddle. No, three was Waddle. Now, what sucks is one in three, Devontae and Waddle got put into some pretty awful quarterback situations. I think Devontae's playing well. Um, I do, too. Oh, yeah. Devontae, like I said, Devontae put Trayvon Diggs in a blender, and that's somebody, you know, that's smoking on that top five. So, yeah. but we'll see. I do think that I was wrong on Chase overall. I think the contested we catches in the deep threat. Yeah, I think I, obviously I liked him a lot. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Matt was uh, that dude. Did. And I know a lot of people who thought Jamar Chase was like a Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson level prospect. Now, obviously, I think he'll regress back to the mean a little bit. 
Um, but he's he's been phenomenal. He oh, and he has no, outplayed so, that. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, he's no. just he's, all he's doing is establishing more of a rhythm. With, so with where? He, but he's the thing is, good routes, right right now he's guy, he's the only. Routes. But the only right the only person he's in range with is Randy Moss right now. Right. So so it is regressing to oh, the mean is yeah. lowering. Who I mean Justin Jefferson did it right. He's oh, having yeah, he's having a good. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's not gonna. I don't. I still don't anticipate. Jamar Chase to be the best receiver in the league at some point in his career. What I think this will do is this will open up a, bru- a blueprint or at least a train of thought of getting connections, like college connections, and actually making that maybe a thing. Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin. Really, say it again? Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin. That's what they were supposed to be. <laughs> That's what they were supposed to be. That was them. I mean, well, maybe we'll see more head coaches in front offices. <laughs> Honey, I know that hurt. That was a hurt piece for Yeah, football. that one sucked. No. All right, let's go to number one. Rookie quarterbacks. I do think so. What? I apologize. The quarterback wide receiver thing, it makes so much sense. Not if, if, if you can pull it, if it makes sense to just do bring, it. Yeah, or just bring in up. a UDFA that went to school with them. And if someone, like, not right. enough people take care of their rookie quarterbacks. Right. Don't go urban and get, you know, those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do don't don't draft round. poorly. Right, yeah. But if <laughs> yeah. it makes sense, do it. All right. Number one, rookie quarterbacks who have thrown more TDs than interceptions this season. And that's only one of them. That's Trey Lance with three TDs and only one pick. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, Davis Mills, and Jacob Eason have all thrown more or the same amount of interceptions as touchdowns. They now, it. Trey Lance has a smaller sample size than a lot yeah. of quarterbacks. This is played, a stat to show how poorly rookie quarterbacks are playing. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, just it's fun bad. that like Jacob Eason gets thrown in there, too. Yeah. He, <laughs> I just think that was he a weird came in, He came like, in and threw a pick. Does he just have one interception? I mean, <laughs> Kellen, Kellen Mond's been the best rookie this season. I, mean, yeah. I, I, desperately, uh, I desperately need Urban Meyer to leave my man. That's what I'm Trevor saying, Lawrence bro. Yeah. The most, is, un, the most unbustable. Yeah, this is terrible. Let Trevor be this great. is really, really he bad. Looks, he looks good. Like, I understand he's second in the NFL in interceptions. He's a right? lot of picks. He's, he's made – like, Zach Wilson's looked bad for, for – mm-hmm. uh, but if you watch Trevor Lawrence – like some the of, flashes. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Lawrence has made some grown and grown man tell NFL. Urban, tell Urban yeah. leave, leave That's Trevor. what I'm saying, yo. Just Trevor let Trevor cook. Party bro. with co-eds. You don't have to coach. You yeah, get more time to party with co Yeah, right. Urban, just go do your thing, bro. All right, we're almost out of time for this episode, but we can still get some shots up at the buzzer. Who's got one? I got one because you know you know what week it is. You know what tomorrow is. Uh-oh. By the time everybody hears this episode t- tonight, but y'all y'all too, Jake off camera knows my Buccaneers invade the link on Thursday. So I want everyone out there. This is a shout out to the airwaves. I'll be there, Philly. I'm on my way. The goat is on his way. I'm on my way too. The fake Lombardi from, nah. from my guy out in California is on the way. And we posted in the Jet Show lot ready to embarrass y'all on, on national TV. Gonna throw it in the schuckle like I'm, Brady. I'm, I'm not gonna throw it. I'm not gonna toss it. I can't believe my man was tossing Lombardi. Tom Brady was feeling himself in Tampa Bay, that's for sure. That's for But but just know that we coming in full forces and I can't wait. And don't let us win. I don't care if I, I don't care if we're supposed to win, I don't care if y'all bad. Because next week, it's, it's not going to be fun for y'all three if I come back and if we win. I'm yeah, but if, if we come back and beat you guys, it's not going to be fun for not, It's not going to be fun There's for a me. reason, James, I'm not making a bet with you this week. I'm not making a bet with you either. <laughs> you made it not fun because you're <laughs> right. They're going to be like, give me plus 15. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I'm not, I'm not making no bets. All right, who else got something to say at the bottom? Yeah, I got a f- silly one. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is a great game. You were grinding that that earlier? Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. (laughs) It's a remake of the first two Super Monkey Ball Uh, games. I had it when I was a kid. Super Monkey Ball. It sounds like something like Banana Mania. You're a monkey in a ball, and your job is to roll into a ball. Oh, yeah, I used to play that at the dentist, dentist. bro. I never forget. And it's great. Why are you playing that? No, it's nostalgia. It's only 40 bucks, too. It's not even a $60 game. It's got 40 bucks in this game. It's got the first game, the second game. It's got the Lux levels. It's got. Dark banana mode, it's got golden banana. Matt Rowe, sponsor my boy. <laughs> yeah. Super monkey ball, and get out you're here. You're looking at the guy right who's the 23rd in the world in oh, Super Monkey Ball. Oh, Straight facts. Four minutes, 27 seconds. Crazy. All right, let's play. It's all about hitting that strat on Polar Law. That was real that, ones now. That's hilarious. That was, that was a buzzer beater if I ever seen it. That was funny. All right, I'm going to get mine in. Hit Panthers, we got our draft guy here. I need Matt to tell you guys how good Kenny Pickett is. Yo, bro was balling this past weekend. He made some in in a awful and in an awful quarterback class. Right, we don't know what's going to happen with Rattler, who a lot of people had QB one coming into the year. I got Matt Corral, Ole Miss, as my QB one. 
Yeah. Kenny Pickett's got a shot, right? I think he could enter that corral, howl. Uh-oh. He's so money. That that Uh-oh. round one, Music you know, top dude, three to five. Dude, so now, I don't money. know if he's money, right? So the issue is what sucks. And I feel he's bad. a money college football quarterback. He, he's oh, exactly but, who yeah, I want to exactly. pick. He's like yeah. a better version of, who was the Penn State Bull? Uh, Trace McSorley, right? He's like, he's Way like a better. Whole, yeah, he's like a, yo, Trace was a good college quarterback, bro. Yeah, um, I guess so. I'm looking at Ravens. But as far as like being an NFL passer, it's a weak class, right? And I did not like Kenny Pickett coming in. That was a UDFA, easy, was was comfortable with that. He's getting but, drafted. yo, he might get drafted top 32. We'll see. Hopefully yep. not to Washington top 32, but I'll, hey, take, I'll take him 45th. Or we got VT this week. I'm going to the Clemson game next week. Ooh, that's crazy. We that's could weird. be 6-1 and one and making a little move. That's Just crazy. saying. All right, Matt, what do you got to say at the buzzer? Anything? Uh, Kenny Pickett might get drafted in the first overall or first round. I do think that's a thing. Definitely follow me on Twitter at MV Scouting. We always have a good time there. Um, working on some stuff right now, but just doing me. But the football content's always coming. The draft stuff will definitely ramp up the closer we get to the draft. We'll have you back on for the draft. Ex- of of course, whenever y'all want me on, I definitely yes, love to come talk yes, ball. Sir, yes, sir. All right, Matt. Another bang episode. Appreciate, Appreciate you having on. Matt Valavino's MV Scouting on Twitter from my man Jake in the background. How to get subbed out. James Jackson and Sad Matt Robinson. I'm Kyle Sirik. These have been the facts. Straight up. Nah, I beat you got too. Him. Yeah. <laughs>